now. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a goofy mood. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Um, hello, and welcome to Crow Jam. This is the podcast where two sisters and an occasional guest have one hour to develop and pitch an original board game concept. Um, and this week or this fortnight, our guest is my lovely friend and colleague, Emily. Say hi, Emily. Hi. Uh, I am, of course, your host, Miriam. And um, your other host is my sister, Georgia. It's me. Same voice. Emily, um, would you mind telling the listener like a little bit about yourself and perhaps about your like gaming um, preferences and habits? Oh yeah, for sure. Also, the urge to not say "Hello, Emily" in response to that was so big. I I, I thought it. I thought it though. Um, so I'm Emily. Um, like I said, I work with Miriam, and she is my friend. And uh, basically, I do law at uni, and my preferences for games is I come from like into like board games. I came in from like doing tabletop role playing mainly. So, like, I like stuff that has, like, a little smidgen of narrative in. So, like, stuff like Betrayal and that sort of thing. Um, but I also really like um, stuff like party games. I, like, I came into it from, like, knowing stuff that, like, I play around Christmas and stuff. So, like, stuff like Herd Mentality, uh, Secret Hitler, that sort of thing. Those are, like, the big ones. And then a little bit of light strategy. I love Dead of Winter and stuff like that. That's, like, my that's like my wheelhouse, I'd say. Oh, what a broad hey. wheelhouse. You can fit so many wheels in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Okay, so um, and you brought us our, our one-word prompt for the episode. Uh, do you want to hit us with that? Yes. So I have chosen the word waves. Is do the word for you have, like, do you want to start us off with, like, any ideas that you had connected to that or, like, like things around why you chose waves? Yes, so I thought waves was quite um broad, and that's kind of why I chose it because like I feel like it's one of those words where like my immediate things were like sound waves, waves of enemies, like um like waves as in like ocean waves, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my immediate thought was some sort of because I was thinking about all of the themes of games that like we have um at like the cafe and just in general and it's like I don't know if we have like a kind of surf and beach boys-esque kind of game (laughs) um I feel like that's a niche in the market that could do with filling so like that was like kind of where I was coming at at, but I wanted to do like maybe even like like a double meaning of like uh like there's like waves of enemies and it's like a surfing themed kind of thing okay that's where I was coming at it from I immediately want to bounce off of that because, yeah, I sort of had, like, two main um, ideas with regards to this prompt. Um, And the one that I think is probably already exists, but if it doesn't, it seems like a fun game to have. A pirate ship tower defense game. So, like, people are trying, you know, like, another crew of another ship is trying to board your pirate ship. And you need to like manage your actions and like repel borders and repair cannon damage and shoot your own cannons and um, stuff like that. Um, that's that's the the one thing that I thought of like as a fun kind of combination of, of different wave ideas. The other mm-hmm. idea I sort of like is 
maybe like a beachcombing like drafting Ooh. game which I pretty much just imagine being nice because it would be very like tactile and visually appealing oh, you know like, like just I'm... having lots of like shiny shells and stuff in I imagine like like sea glass and stuff mm. and like yeah oh yeah <laughs> what about you Georgia do you have anything any like thoughts off the top of waves a lot of the things that have already been said are kind of a uh, 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 relate to what I was thinking about I definitely thought about a surfing game Mm. Um, and I was maybe just I don't know if I was necessarily thinking of a game about surfing versus like a game where the players or characters are surfers you know just like a game with because I I don't surf uh, and so I don't know that I would be able to make a very authentic attempt at a surfing game but like a game that kind of drew on like surf culture ideas Mm -hmm. you know um lovely like bleach blonde himbos etc <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but I really like I also thought about the idea of you know waves as in waves of en- enemies um I was thinking about more sort of video games but stuff like vampire survivors and things like when I was thinking mm. about waves but the idea of a tower defense game is quite exciting to me uh mm. interestingly I really like the idea of maybe like taking Emily's idea of sort of like surfing and ocean waves and your idea Miriam of a tower defense game and actually maybe like sticking those together like a kind of defend the surf shack kind of vibe mm. or something like that <laughs> well who are we just defending the surf shack against I don't know a rival gang okay or people who hate surfers Tourists. Okay, yeah, like, like I jocks. feel like surfing isn't a terribly like territorial or yeah, no, they're very chill, <laughs> aren't they? It's like yeah. that's why they're defending. They're not attacking. It's it's all defense. <laughs> um, well, I'm. I mean, I'm down for something like that. Um, I I guess just on some other ocean things. Like I like anything with ocean creatures, kind of notoriously. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. So whether that could be like a thing, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. I, I definitely. I mean, you guys both have a bit more sort of like on the ground board game experience than me. What is like the tower defense games I've played are uh, digital in nature. So, like, what's a tower defense board game? How does it work? There's basically one that I know of that really fits that description, and it's Castle Panic. Um, basically, you have a castle. It's made up of, like, six inner walls and six outer walls, and there's, like, hordes of enemies running at you from, like, six directions in the field, and you're just kind of, like, sharing and playing your warrior cards to try and hit the enemies before they can break down your walls. Um, that's the, like, very straightforward overview of it there's quite a lot of like nice little um kind of individual variations within it that make it quite a good like co-op game but yeah that's like the only other tower defense one like I know like because I, I was thinking like I'm just picturing like balloons tower defense in my head and like I so like <laughs> yeah like that's like all I know that's like outside of like the digital sphere mm. So in the digital sphere, the one that I would always call on is, I think, one of the best games ever made, Plants vs. Zombies. Yes. Oh, Uh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, 
you guys presumably have both played it based on your response, but just in case our singular lit- listener hasn't, you have kind of a, a play space with slots where you can put things in and the waves of enemies always come from the same direction. They're always coming from this direction and you are trying to place things anywhere on the play space that will stop them, which does feel to me like it could translate to a physical space relatively easy, you know, creating more like, not strictly speaking passive, but you know, like setting traps and stuff for maybe like pieces that are moving one space a turn. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. I mean, I'm pretty down for this. I think it would be fun to come up with some kind of like, if we're doing this in a kind of surfy theme, like I think a pirate ship theme could be really cool as well. Um, I don't know, I, Emily, if you've got an opinion on this. I do. No, love- I'm like both good. Both both sound very good. And I did have a thought of like having it maybe be like um. Once around, I had like this idea for like a kind of wave dynamic, which would work better with like a pirate ship of like mm. everyone either like um plays like hit the hits the deck, which means they're guaranteed to like su- like survive around, or like I had it where you have cards, kind of like the thing in um what's it called Un- unmatched, where you have you have the difference between the two cards, and like so you pull a card from the deck and you can like almost like push your luck by like playing a card, and if it's lower than the like wave card um then you like get swept away or like some of your defense gets swept away maybe and then um but if it's higher you like store those points sort of thing like I had the idea for like that kind of thing like maybe at the end of each round like a kind of push your look kind of element to it I mean I like that I think that there's I don't want to nec- I don't want to immediately run away from surfers, but I think there's quite a mm-hmm. lot of like fun things you could, could the do surfers with surfers. Be pi- the villains, surfers <laughs> oh, <laughs> versus pirates. So like the play space is like ocean based, mm-hmm. and you're maybe like you've got like maybe a big ship, mm-hmm. and also you could maybe like place little ships as obstacles, but the surfers are like moving towards you on sort of like. That that's them being pushed along by the wave as they move along. Okay, that's pretty gonna, cool. I like that. With everyone's uh, permission, start the clock because it feels like we have got like Something. started on the mm. idea, right? I just I don't want to miss that. Uh, I'm very excited by the fact that the word for the like flat part of a boat and a collection <laughs> of cards is deck. <laughs> nice, nice. I feel like there's something there. <laughs> there's something in that. <laughs> I, well, it was it was when Emily said "hit the deck," and I was like, "That's that's something." <laughs> <laughs> the double meanings. Look, if you've got a good pun, then you've got ninety percent of a board game. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have started the clock. Um. So okay. Um, so like a simple-ish idea. Let me just like map out some shapes. Would would have like. A, a gridded space so that you know you know how much to move things along by mm-hmm. uh and then you would have probably I, I think like part of that would be marked out as your ship and you would like trying to stop the surfers getting to your ship 
Okay. But you can like socket in things like cannons or you could deploy little boats. Mm-hmm. Things things of that sort. That's that's kind of what I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you would I guess you would like is it sort of a little bit deck buildery like you're trying to get the cards that let you do that or Mhm. I'm, it feels like a cooperative game, right? Are we talking a co-op game? I was imagining a co-op game. I was definitely seeing that the the waves of enemies would be like a mechanic rather than something controlled by an opposing player. Yeah. Like they would just move in predictable ways. Yeah. So maybe there's... Hmm... Maybe there's some kind of interesting way that we can tie the like actions you do on your turn to to the theme. Or yeah, I'm not sure because like obviously, given that I I know one tower defense board game, like everything I'm kind of imagining is somewhat based on a like a castle panic type thing. At least in the sense that I'm imagining you kind of have cards that allow you to do actions and stuff. How do you get to play the cards in Castle Panic? Like, um, how, how do they get into your hand or whatever? How... So it's actually, it's very, there's no, the, the only restriction is that you are able to play the card and have it do something. So like you always draw up fully to like your hand size at the start of your turn and during your turn, you can play as many cards as you want. It's just that if if your card is like red archer and there's nobody in the red archer section of the board you can't use that okay um so it seems like you could do lots of different things with a card based system that wasn't that yeah like whether it's uh like a kind of draw and discard thing like maybe you can uh i don't know you you can discard one card to do a basic action, but if you have two or three of the same, you can discard three of a kind to do like an upgraded version of that or to upgrade something you already have. Could um, there be some kind of like a salvage type thing? So ooh, that like mm. when you knock out an enemy, you can like take a risk to try and get something from their surfboard or boat or whatever is left in the water. And then, and then, if you manage to get that, that kind of like levels up your like play actions for the rest of the game. Yeah, I like that. So that you end up with hopefully like a positive snowballing effect. Mm. Um, but you, um, you need to start getting wins for it to start working. What mm. if there was like mm. a selection of actions that were maybe drawn from a randomized deck? but they had like a token cost. And when you start out, you don't have very many like skull and crossbones tokens. So they would cost like like one, two, three, four, Mm. five, like that. But then you gain tokens by taking out enemies. Okay. I like that. And then that could kind of link into my, so at the end of each round, and the thing I was saying with like the, maybe like the betting at the end of each round is like a way you could also get more tokens for like the next round of enemies sort of thing. Mm. So like, kind of yeah, thing. So also can you... I put forward, oh yeah, go on. I was just going to ask you, you described the thing you were talking about with the difference between two cards. Um, That was from a game I'm not familiar with. So could you give me like a little bit more 
Yeah, um, absolutely. So how it works in Unmatched is when you attack someone, when you defend, you either have to have higher or like equal to the amount. And if you have lower, it's the difference between the two cards, which is the damage that you take. Right. Um. So say if the attack was a five, you played a three, you take two damage. But if you had like a six or above on your defense, you wouldn't take anything. So I was thinking something similar to that with like random wave strength each round. Mm. And so either you can enter into it to get more tokens for next round. So you can say, oh, I'm going to bet um three doubloons that this isn't like higher than a three wave strength. Or uh, I'm going to um just hit the deck this round. I'm not going to bet anything. Um, All in like that kind of thing. I was kind of thinking perhaps like on each round. And that might be a way to like generate like um like money between rounds as well as well as going out and like salvaging i really really like that idea i think that's neat one of the things i like about it is there's this idea of wave strength like the actual like the strength of the ocean wave Mm -hmm. but that could be numerical in terms of like how many surfers you could put on a wave (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and how is that so is that sort of like randomly determined so like as a round starts like you what roll a dice and that tells you how many guys are coming your way I like that yeah I like that and I can sort of imagine like I guess like I mean we could we can like net workshop this out but I was I was thinking like maybe instead of like making a direct choice about how much you're betting maybe there's just like there's some quantity that you build up during the round Mm-hmm. which which you're comparing with the wave strength and you just decide whether you're going to hit the deck i.e bet that you've got more defense Ooh, than nice wave, or i like that decide to bet but like you, there's always like basically if you hit the deck you you have no chance of like securing any gains yeah yes i like that um the other thing I was going to ask about is these enemies that are coming your way, Could would they have different strengths uh, or different abilities? And would that be like randomized or would you sort of design it so that they were like, you know, that each wave was stronger than the next? So could you have like a kind of like a level one guy and then like a level two guy, he's got a hammer. I'm going to talk about <laughs> Castle Panic again just because I, I think that this is one of the neat aspects of its design and also because when you were drawing surfboards on the previous page you you kind of drew them in a way that made me think of this but like in Castle Panic every enemy token is kind of like a little like rounded triangle thing you know that has like corners but has curved edges and uh they have different amounts of health that's usually either one two or three and basically the the amount of health that the enemy is on is just the number that's pointing inwards so like a a troll has like three on one corner two on another corner and one on another corner and when you hit them you just rotate it to show how much health it currently has and it just like it it just felt fun to me that you were drawing sort of like little like I guess little wakeboards that were kind of like a similar shape to that. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's super neat. I'm actually I've drawn them as kind of like I guess tiles. But mm. as you were describing it, what would be super super neat is if they were little like 
standees with like yes. a slot that you could like slot a guy into. And actually, immediately about this. Immediately about this, yeah. There's there's kind of something about that where like if you could rotate the the little guys, that, that could almost represent their strength when they're like hitting you kind of thing. Like I get when you're surfing, I guess you kind of like surf at an angle to the wave, but like there could be a kind of thing where like if you can like rotate them, you sort of like knock off their balance and they're easier to Okay, so you've you know. kind of got them like coming straight, like yeah, as you say, this isn't really how it works, but like the pointy end of the surfboard coming towards you versus like if they were side on or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or is that not what you yeah. were getting at? Nice. So that kind no, of that represents their like yeah, I don't know whether point. it's anything. I don't I I I quite like it. I I do like the idea of them having, you know, like the different little guys having maybe like dealing more damage or having more hit points. And then like maybe when you roll the way your strippers also Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I made them Vikings as well. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> well it was to represent their different strengths. We just <laughs> I've also been playing quite a lot yeah, of. Um, yeah. I've been p- playing one of the Kingdom of Loathing oh, games. Oh right! So everything's a stick figure yeah. with an angry eyebrows yeah. and a hammer right now. Um, <laughs> nice. Honestly, it's such a good, good aesthetic. Everyone needs to get more on the that Kingdom of Loathing train. Yeah, I I strongly recommend it. Uh, listener, check out Kingdom of Loathing. I think the the original game's free to play online. Uh, and West of Loathing and Shadows Over Loathing are both worth checking out, pay money for them. I want these guys to make games forever. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right, so can we just like just circle back and just really quickly describe what we think we have so far? So I'm going to I'm going to go. And if I say anything wrong or if I miss anything, someone just jump in. Mm-hmm. So this is a tower defense cooperative game so i'm interested to know what like different players do um where you you are a pirate ship and your enemies are surfers who come in waves you are trying to defend your pirate ship against waves of surfers using um a uh like a shop of sort of defense options uh, which cost doubloons. You start out with not many doubloons and you earn more both by taking out surfers or through a bet mechanic after each each wave or each turn. After each wave, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where you bet the strength of your defences against the, what you predict the strength of the opposing forces will be. Um. And if you don't want to bet, then you you sort of hit the deck and you you sort of just try and rely on your defenses without spending anything. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I have ended up with two or possibly three questions. I'm going to start with what is a turn and what is a wave? Mm. So as a rule, in a lot of cooperative games the kind of like um, game cycle happens per turn rather than per round. You know, like if you think about Forbidden Island, you always draw new flood cards every turn. In Castle Panic, you always 
move monsters and get new monsters every turn. And I guess that that works as a way of like figuring for player count. Yeah. So would um, it be that like every turn the surfers advance one from wherever they are? Mm-hmm. And that is also a player's turn at the same time where they would be paying doubloons to take actions. Yeah. And then maybe there's like, there is a thing that happens at the end of every round. That's the like wave. That's the like That's betting. when a new, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when you would bet. And that's when a new wave would be rolled as well. So it would be possible for wave two to start before you dealt with everyone in wave one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like that. So and that could does... be where the ramping up comes from, right? Because I was a little worried that, like, it would either stay very one note throughout or, alternately, that, like, the first wave would just wipe you out. <laughs> <laughs> what would what makes uh, an individual player's turn their turn, if that is makes sense as a question? Yeah, so I think that's a really good question. I wanted to put something forward that is just borrowed from a common thing in cooperative games. You get this in Pandemic and in the Forbidden games. Do different players have different like pirate ship roles that let them do different things? Okay, yeah. Um, so maybe they have like, if you think about the um, the the shop of cards, mm-hmm. maybe each player also has their own like zero cost card mm-hmm. oh nice we could have like the lookout gets to like see what surfers are coming up in the deck kind of Ooh, thing nice for nice. an action because they're like up in the crow's nest and they can see oh so they could coming. like sort of um yeah look at the top three cards of the enemy deck oh so i hadn't even really thought about us having an em- enemy deck but that's a great idea mm-hmm. because that like just determines what you know the like hit points and such of the guys that are headed your way and then we've obviously got the powder monkey who gets to like fire yeah. cannons or, nice. or yeah, like drop a mine or something that would, you know, is like a single use thing that will take out mm. one, uh, one surfer. Yeah. You could have maybe like, could you sort of like build the natural inclination towards quarterbacking that happens in cooperative games into it by having like a captain mm-hmm. type. So like the, the player who's most inclined towards that type of play <laughs> doesn't get mm. to be the captain or something like that. Like, Or we like, make them a captain, but that's like, they, they then don't get their own special ability kind of thing. Like their, their ability is just like... They just get a cool hat. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I, I, it's just like a little hat token or something. You're allowed, Maybe you're they allowed get to a cool t- hat and they get to tell another player what that player should do on their turn. And if that player follows the instruction, they get like one extra doubloon that round or something. So it's yes. like nice. So yeah, sort of like a weirdly like kind of a good tracker for like actually how good at like backseat gaming are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I know that you love to tell us what to do, but like how often was that the right choice? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I feel like that could that could be a way to make it so that people's roles feel, you know, individual and significant Mm -hmm. in some Mm -hmm. way, you know, like, oh, well, I'll use my zero cost thing to plant a floating mine and then I'll do this and that, like. 
Yeah. Um, in that case, I feel like it should be the rule that, like, if you don't have the captain's hat, you, uh, like, you're not allowed to quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no. like, punishable in some way. Everyone, everyone <laughs> the plank. You have to walk the plank, yes, exactly. Um, okay. So... My next question is, what does winning look like and what does losing look like? Losing, like, presumably your ship has a certain number of hit points and if, you know, if it takes a certain amount of damage, mm. then it's over. But do we have a sense of, like, what that might look like? I was sort of imagining, like, the end of the board sort of being, like, the edge of your ship. Um you know, so the end that the enemies are moving towards is, like, the side of your ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering whether it would be cool for it to have, like, multiple vulnerable points that have, like, a certain number of hit points. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like that idea. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say something along the lines of, like, could the number of hit points just be re- represented by, like, how many surfers get over the side kind of thing like just how many surfers have boarded and that would be well I maybe I feel like this way it could kind of also like scale with you know like a stronger surfer who does more damage Mm -hmm. like you might really want to stop him getting to okay your your weak point but if he's in this track then he's like a big problem Mm -hmm. but if he is in like a lower down track you maybe don't have to worry about him so much. This can be another one of our roles, right? Yeah, like whoever's, can, at, mm. whoever's at the tiller can, can move, move the boat and thereby like change what position the surfers are in. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, so like, <laughs> yeah, that's quite nice because like you could, the, in the fiction, they're moving the boat, but in practice, they would just move like a surfer. <laughs> yeah, <like>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Um. So let me let me think about some things that you might do then to stop the surfers from causing trouble. Is mm. uh, would they always just move on like a simple let's start with that. Do they always just simply move one every turn? Like forward. That seems like it would be very I mean, simple I think that to that's model. a good like baseline and in mm. theory if we were like fully designing the game we could include some like fast ones or something yeah okay yeah cool. yeah but to start off with yeah they always move in a straight line so you have to do something if you want them to move mm-hmm. um so things you could do you could put obstacles in their way that would make them have to change lanes and slow them down mm-hmm. like if there was an obstacle in this guy's way, instead of moving forward one, he would move down one, so he would lose a round of movement. Yeah, You could deal mm-hmm. damage to them. That seems fairly straightforward. Um, what other things might you want to do? Could you turn them against each other? <laughs> oh, uh, this goes into a, like a uh, mechanic that I wanted to implement as well. I wanted to have a parlay mechanic. Oh. Well, like maybe one of the like maybe like one of the person's roles is like a parlay role where they can do where they can try and turn the surfers against each other. Oh, so 
they would have like a chance to do that like yeah like it'd be like a very slim chance like action kind of thing yeah like i don't a... know what this says about me but i've just instantly like head this into like that you know just like eyes meet over the edge of the ship <laughs> <laughs> you flirt the surfer into <laughs> becoming a fully fledged pirate amazing that's uh yeah <laughs> i'm on board um yeah uh what about things that you might want to do on your ship like you might you could repair mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um that could be quite a good thing to do so like these could be um your hit points could maybe be represented by like stacks of tokens nice yeah and you could just like you know just if, uh, if one gets taken off you have the opportunity to use your turn to put one back on yeah um it seems like we could just have like the shop of actions could either sort of change or it could be it could be fixed things that are always just priced you know like with increasing price oh. um like what do you think like should they should there just be a set no it's boring if it's just a set run of actions right like it should replenish i don't know i think mm. I feel like that could work. It, like, I've definitely seen that as, like, a thing in, in like, you know, in certain, like, actual play situations, like D&D, where they've gone, like, kind of deep with the scenario. It's like, you can use, you have a you have different actions you can use and they have different costs in, like, manner or whatever. <laughs> mm. um, although I wonder, it does feel like the kind of thing that could get, like a bit more like the type of gamer who really likes to like calculate things out could just always know what the optimal thing to do is mm. it might lean too hard into the quarterbacking yeah and there's also the possibility like if you know if they're ranked if they're cost one to five for example then you've basically kind of ranked them in terms of goodness right like yeah you mm-hmm. potentially create the situation where you've got like a five a, a five cost thing that like sends a, a devastating bow wave that you summon the kraken off. yeah yeah so maybe a deck where there's like lots of different costs from you know so that you could end up with like a whole run of low cost ones that you could just like burn through quite quickly and then mm-hmm. you know like you're drawing into different cost abilities all the time Mm -hmm. that would give you the opportunity to have like a bigger variety of stuff that could happen yeah Yeah, so you could you could summon the kraken or do a tsunami or uh i don't know like uh sink them with a treasure chest or whatever like (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean like borrowing you know get hard again from castle panic but there's things that you can do like there's a there's a tar token that like stops one enemy from moving that turn there's a and there's like a giant boulder which like knocks out everything in one like column of the board which i guess would be like our cannon fire Uh, yeah 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 i i think i like i think i prefer that like a deck so then, because then I think you could have a lot of fun, like, coming up with, 
you know, like a bunch of cheap things like, you know, spend one to repair your ship by mm -hmm. one. And then, you know, what does spend two do and so on. Mm -hmm. um, and then same for like spend one to deal one hit point of damage to one surfer, spend three to deal one hit point of damage to every surfer that's currently nearby. You know, you can mm -hmm. like scale it and put fun like thematics on it. Yeah. Um, There's part of me that kind of wants to like make this. I like it how it is, and I think I want to keep it as like a slightly like unbelievable Pirates v Surfers scenario. But there's part of me that feels like maybe this game would be kind of like Bugsy Maloned, you know, like where we're not firing cannonballs, but we're firing like pies. <laughs> yeah, <The> pies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like it's you know like lemons and oranges because we got like scurvy at the sea or something on the <laughs> yes absolutely I think that <laughs> creates way more opportunity for like just silly stuff mm -hmm. you know like I'm I'm quite into that very okay okay good I like that <laughs> um I'm writing <laughs> silly and I'm emphasizing <laughs> it. <laughs> as if as if the listener didn't already know how are we doing on time by the way we have had about 25 minutes i think so i am i the the question that remains unanswered for me is this just like survive a certain number of waves oh yeah mm. like you know survive five waves i think that's a decent uh decent enough answer or is it like survive five waves and accrue a certain amount of doubloons or just like it could be something where you survive five waves but then the number of doubloons you have at the end is like um you know sometimes a game will be like you win and here's how well you won mm, like your pirate rank yeah maybe there could be something like I don't know if this would just end up sort of approximating to like number of turns but like maybe your ship needs to move a certain number of spaces like you're you have like the payload and you're trying to get it to a location okay. um, I don't know yeah I'm I... not sure I guess the way you lose is like all of your like ship hit points have been yeah you lose all your ship hit points but if you still have one ship hit point at the end of the waves then i would say you've won yeah mm -hmm. or perhaps like if we have multiple like weak points where hit points can be lost maybe just depleting one of those would be a loss mm, yeah i think i think mm -hmm. i like that more jeopardy like that's yeah, you know yeah. they've made a hole in your ship so now you're in trouble mm -hmm. so it would be i have a feeling that as currently designed five waves would be really quite easy to beat and that it would get easier the larger number of players you had because mm you're only getting a new wave once every player has taken their turn. So if there's three players, you're getting a new wave more frequently than if there's four players. Oh, um, hang on. I guess we would... We may want to, like, um, agree between us, like, 
because we're talking about different kinds of waves um <laughs> because uh with in the scenario where all of the surfers are moving after each turn mm. i was kind of imagining that the new surfers would also be appearing every turn okay so oh, okay nice or not but like i so just that... feel like that That's... wasn't what I had been imagining, but I think we need to. I think we need to figure it out. So mm. I will describe what I had been imagining, which was definitely, I think, too easy. So you roll a dice, and that determines how many cards you draw off the surfer deck for that wave, and then okay. they all come on at the same time. So you would draw like you roll a four. You draw four cards off the deck and that tells you, you know, you've got like two like fast ones, one heavy hitting one and one that's, that sets things on fire. Um, okay. And then yeah. they all start moving along their channel mm -hmm. and they move forward one or two for the fast ones, whatever, every time a player starts their turn. So like play moves to the next player, the surfers move forward. Okay. Um, so by the time play returns back to player one, you would repeat that process then. Okay. Um, mm. I mean, I don't see why not, apart from the fact that you, I mean, I think we would want to be like rotating first play around the table in that case. Otherwise, you're kind of like constantly dealing with the same kind of, I mean, it, it very much... Uh, simulates a wave but like you would always have like a lot of surfers hitting the danger zone on the same person's turn kind of thing yeah so I think mm. you would take a full round and then you would re-roll for the next wave and I guess like play first player would move maybe that's the player that has the captain's hat maybe the captain's hat moves around mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. something like that um what this the thing that it causes for me is that like when you've done that five times do you then just like play until the like if you play until all the pirates are gone then you win kind of thing all like the surfers yeah the surfers sorry yeah how i'm just i feel like currently it doesn't have a lot of jeopardy unless we make the surfers mm. pretty strong or higher numbers um, but I'm not sure, like, I mean, I think that can, that can be in the balance. I kind of want to like talk through a couple of things here because you've described your description, your like idea of how the waves work, but we haven't mm. actually done anything to balance it for player count. Yes. Yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, what, which is, mm. I possibly have a solution. I mean, we could, I guess we could have multiple dice and we would roll a number of dice equal to number of players to determine, like, the dice would, you know, like, they would be one, some of those ones that have, like, nothing on one face and, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. so, like, that's, I was definitely imagining that the dice you'd roll would have, like, you know, between zero and four or something. Mm -hmm. What if... In, like what if what I said was exactly wrong and um 
So you would still do the betting part at the start. So you would still bet like, oh, I think, you know, I think we're strong enough that we'll still be afloat at the end of this round. Mm -hmm. Um, But you roll a new wave of pirates every player's, every player's turn. Mm -hmm. You roll for more pirates. So you're surviving five rounds, but maybe the dice is between zero and three. So every new player would introduce between zero and three more new surfers. I keep saying pirates when I mean surfers. <laughs> um, <laughs> every so every player's turn would introduce more jeopardy onto the deck. Like, yeah, so they were yeah, coming a I bit like more that. thick and fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you would still be doing like at the start of your round you would have a look at you know like what who's left on the board how much defenses have we built up and then you um you sort of determine whether you're gonna bet for more doubloons as a group now my other question is if you're using doubloons to buy the things you want to do how does that work with the resource across the cooperation Ooh, shared or yeah, is there like a shared yeah. treasure chest? Um or does everyone have a, a their own supply of treasure? Could different roles start with like different amounts? I'm just inventing pirate capitalism here. Um <laughs> like but like it determines your chances of success in pirate life. <laughs> <laughs> but like if we really wanted to lean into like the quarterbacking of the like captain as well, like we can even have it where like the captain can like allocate per Ooh. turn based okay. on that. If we really wanted to really make someone like really want to break up some friendships here. Because <laughs> I don't know. We, we could have that. <laughs> oh, do you want to oh um but I... like either that or like it could be like depending on which role you are in the ship. So that like it has like the replayability of like yeah, if someone's like of... more Yeah. Yeah. What Okay. Yeah, so the two the two possibilities would either be I I do like the idea of each role starting with a different amount of doubloons. And what I like about it is that um like you could also use that to maybe kind of balance the strength of people's zero cost ability. Yeah. yeah. So the one who's, you know, like the powder monkey is probably going to be pretty good at blowing things up. I guess I was seeing them as being good at blowing things up, like when they get close to the ship or something like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe they have a few fewer doubloons. Yeah. They start with two and someone else starts with three or four, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like it for that. And then if you get a doubloon whenever you destroy an enemy, then you can also build up your own collection. So you can yeah. actually just have a little tracker that just sort of shows like how many you have, you know, so how many come back to you at the start of your turn. Well, some players aren't going to be beating as many enemies, though, are they? Yeah, if they're like I was almost doubloon. imagining the opposite of what you're saying, where like every player has a base number of doubloons and then any extras that we get kind of go to a shared pool. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. no, so yeah, that would be quite good actually. So like any that were any that were sort of earned by destroying uh other surfers. And then those would be that those would be the doubloons that were up for gambling. Like everyone would hold on to their personal supply. 
Mm-hmm. So that mm. that reduces the opportunity of you ending up with like nothing kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> um, so there would be everyone would have their own, but then there would also be like the treasure chest, uh, yeah. and you would m- maybe kind of have to just like check. It would be good form to check with other players before you used a resource from the treasure chest to do something. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. That to me that solves it. That yeah. makes me feel like I know how enemies come onto the board, how often enemies come onto the board, how players gain the resources to make the actions they want to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All I want to know is when we're doing the like end of a round betting step mm. what are we comparing with what like are we comparing the number of doubloons we have in our shared supply with a roll of a die or what i thought we were comparing was the number of hit points our ship had at the end of the next round with the number of hit points of surfers that are on the board okay oh that could be like a good like motive to try and like if we're doing the thing where it like replenishes after everyone's turn I think that could be mm-hmm. like a good incentive for people to like get them out on their turn and stuff because they'll be like updating so we would kind of like we would have some kind of tracker that says like I guess there. W- how would we because I was kind of imagining that the like the the like once we bet the result would be resolved immediately rather than we kind of need to like hold on to information if that makes sense are you oh yeah yeah, yeah that's kind of what i was yeah okay um, so so someone describe like talk talk me through how you think it would work well no talk me through how you think it would work because yeah, I... i'm not sure i've got it hold <laughs> on here i go so what i thought what did i think I'm not sure if I ever fully conceptualized it. All right. <laughs> no, neither. To be honest. Okay. <laughs> um, so what the, the idea I that it, I loosely had was that you would like put a certain amount of your doubloons aside, mm-hmm. maybe with the expectation that if you won the bet you were making, you would double them. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it would obviously that would be like. A, a risk because you'd have less of the shared pool on that round but then more mm. on the next round um and hitting the deck would be like oh i we don't put any up for stake because we need every doubloon we've got just to mm-hmm. survive this next round i like the yeah. idea of betting our doubloons like yes whatever we have in in like over in reserve at the end of the round and the idea that we would just double whatever we had because that like kind of adds extra information to like is it even worth like betting two doubloons even if we think we're quite likely to win like it's only an extra two doubloons mm-hmm. yeah but um, then if we have the pirate rank idea where you know not only do you win as a team but you gain like a like you can win really well kind of thing mm-hmm. then that encourages a bit more risky betting i'm not sure i follow but we do still so need what we were talking about it is that like it's a co- it's a cooperative game so you win as a team but if mm-hmm. you win with like 
eight doubloons in the central store you've got your like a c-rank pirate oh i see okay so there's like a a general team like yeah. score yeah there's it's just like a way of winning really well so then we just need to know what we're comparing with what and i like yes the idea of that it could be the ship's hit points and maybe it's just like i think it's sort of a bit more I'm not sure, but it feels a bit more straightforward and elegant to me that we would just like decide what whether we're betting or not, and then we would immediately find out whether we were right, rather than needing to like wait. No, hold on, that doesn't make sense to me because like if oh you mean like so you would bet then you would roll the strength of the next wave, kind of yeah. Uh, so would it be like an end of turn thing then? Because I guess that makes sense with like the because you'd have the doubloons you got from that turn, like I mean, the end of wave even. Honestly, kind of this like, whole time I've been imagining like surfer wave strength being a separate thing to this. Like I've been imagining that the the wave that happens at the end of the round is just a big wave, like a big yeah. ocean wave. And okay, no, I have not been imagining that at all. all That's right. why I originally conceptualized it, but I never like fully went either way on it. But like, yeah, I like the sound of that. I okay. don't mind how it works. No, I... I just like, I just think we, I just, okay. if we're doing it based on like whether we survive or something, I just need to know how that works. That's all. <laughs> no, I okay, I totally get it. So. So at the end of a round, at the end of a set of turns, you would choose how much of the like central reserve of doubloons you want to wager. Mm-hmm. And then you roll for a literal wave, like a tsunami type wave, the strength of that against your hit points. Mm-hmm. Um, are we still doing the difference thing? Um, um, I feel like the doubloons thing kind of covers for that. I feel like, Rob, because that was just to find out like the amount that you'd gain, but like it would just be like how many doubloons you were willing to stake on it. I guess kind yeah, of covers and, that. And then you would, if if you win, you double them, and if you lose, mm-hmm. you lose them. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then the answer, the the final question is just like, how do we generate the strength of the wave in a way that's going to be like proportional to the potential hit points? of the Mm. ship so like if the ship has 15 hit points and it's just like roll 4d6 like that would work Mm -hmm. but would it Mm -hmm. be more interesting to like use some of the the tools that we already have at our disposal like do you roll does every player roll a like surfer you know the dice that you use to determine how many surfers come out Mm-hmm. And then maybe or... it could be we roll a die for each surfer that's currently on the board or something like that. Like oh, I like that. Oh, nice it rewards like getting them off the board. I like that. Yeah, that's really good. I was I was working on something similar but not as elegant. I think which is like you would roll a dice and then multiply it by the number of hit points of surfers left on the board or something like that. But actually, I think it's much better if you've got a dice that rolls between zero and three and there's five surfers on the board, then you know that you've got a really good chance of surviving. But if there's like Mm -hmm. 12 surfers on the board, then you know you probably haven't. Mm -hmm. Nice, yeah. So it would actually make your bet a bit more informed. 
yeah and there's quite a lot of like variance within that because you're rolling dice like there's we always going to be a kind yeah, of gamble the like mechanic as well maybe that like the ship's hit points like cap out after a certain point because it could get to the point where potentially like if repairing means like would it mean that the hit points of the bit you're repairing would go over the base hit points of the ship or would it stay at like a top amount it'd like cap out at like six or something if you're repairing so say if it went down to three you repair it goes to four Kind yeah, I had been imagining that it would cap, but then that does make yeah. it so that if you're the repairing player, mm -hmm. then that's going to be quite boring. Like, until the ship takes damage, you're not going to get yeah. to do anything. So maybe there isn't... Either the repairing player also gets something else they can do, or there isn't a repairing player, and actually repair cards are, like, really rare in the deck and mm. kind of expensive, and you have to decide if they're worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sort of like the idea that there is a repairing player or I just like the idea that like we have multiple different roles and they kind of map to what you might do on a pirate ship. Yeah, I but totally, like... I, re I feel very strongly that that's a good part of the design. It's just, just whether... Gonna, uh, so we've got 14 minutes on the clock. So we are like, you know... Mm -hmm. I, well, I want to, I think before we get into like the final little bits, I do want to talk about some possible pirate roles mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and maybe some possible surfer bad guys. Yes. Nice. <laughs> that definitely doesn't say profiteroles. <laughs> I need to. It's pirateroles. <laughs> yeah, oh. I accidentally made it all one word. I wasn't trying to. Um, so like, I mean, we can just do this as like a very straightforward uh brainstorm you've got a captain mm -hmm. who I think gets to like do a bit of quarterbacking mm -hmm. um, helmsman or like you know like helms helms person <laughs> uh <laughs> um can redirect uh surfers mm -hmm. maybe the um the carpenter starts with more doubloons um yeah starts with more doubloons um and can repair or mm -hmm. i was gonna say could maybe build like barriers or something like nice so, yeah so little shields that the surfers have to deal damage to before mm -hmm. they get I to like you that. so that that's not like raising oh god how do you spell shield not like that um yeah it is like that you got it um rather than raising the hit points of the ship sort of literally they are Oh, yeah, I like that. I think adding... that sidesteps the, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Like, mm. they're not changing your total number of hit points, but the surfers would still have to deal an extra hit of damage before they get to damage you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So it would be like a thing that sort of went out in front of the ship. Uh. Oh, you've got like the, the sort of bombardier, like the powder monkey. Mm-hmm. What would the ship's <laughs> nice. cook do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just kind of like buffs everyone, I guess. Like mm. um maybe they can like, take like one extra action someone yeah. can or something if they like feed them a good meal. Yeah, maybe you get to like use your free action an extra time if the ship's cook. Mm. Like used there. Yeah, that's thing. a that's a good one. Um you could have like a 
quartermaster who can do something to do with doubloons. Hmm. What about the parrot? Oh, <laughs> we, do we want to have the um the lookout who can like like yes, scout? Yeah, nice. Um, what would the parrot do? I guess the parrot just can copy some something somebody else did this round, right? Mm. I like that. Uh, maybe the pa maybe the captain gets a parrot, like so. That's kind of their their ability is just to reproduce a move that someone else made or something like that. I'm not sure. Oh, so they they just have like a card that's a parrot, like yeah, yeah. So their zero nice. possibility is parrot, and they just get to to copy and then what oh. about some villains um i mean it depends are our surfers also vikings <laughs> they, they don't have to be i was using that to like indicate their kind of strength level but like i think you should i guess you've got some like standard ones and some fast ones mm -hmm. so the fast ones just move two spaces instead of one mm -hmm. um i like the idea of like heavy you know like a, mm -hmm. a big bro <laughs> yeah hits harder maybe he's like you know doing some bicep curls while he's on his surfboard <laughs> nice, um, nice. maybe some like a pair of twins on uh like on a catamaran surfboard. <laughs> on a double surfboard and they have twice as many hit points nice nice um oh surfing dog <laughs> oh yeah obviously obviously <laughs> surfing mermaid Oh yeah, you lose oh, actions like, by hurling sailors into the sea. Or I was going to say, like, nice. distract you with uh, yeah. with general sexiness, but surfers yeah. do that anyway. <laughs> um, okay, I'm about it. I think there was another type of um, pirate that we mentioned, and it briefly went out my head. But anyway, oh, we had the like parlay ability. Oh yes, um, mm -hmm. the diplomat. <laughs> we've just got we've got like, like he was being held hostage on the ship but like now he's <laughs> fighting for us and stuff yeah he's got stockholm syndrome oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay i i there's lots of these that i really like like i'm honestly impressed with how many like sort of on ship roles we've managed to mm -hmm. kind of me me mechanize um so should we start thinking about like, well, should, yeah, should we th start thinking about name and, you know, visual identity and stuff? I feel like Hit the Deck is a really good name. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, well. <laughs> well <laughs> we, we got it in one. <laughs> what about like, a you know, like kind of graphic, graphic style, color scheme, um but things along those lines is this kind of like a i guess kind of is this sort of a um you know like a uh like a sort of over oversaturated overexposed kind of like very 1980s <laughs> like you know like i i'm thinking about like um like surfer hair and like you know like lots of like the vibe of a very sunny um yeah nice but then maybe I'll it, it could be like jewel yeah too you know where like our yes. pirate side is more 
So you would have one <laughs> deck oh, like of that. cards that was like super 80s slash 90s, like color clash, neon, uh, kind of like a garbage pale kid style art for the servers. No, uh, or yeah, like yeah. Collectible Sonic stickers, the, all of these references meaning nothing to Emily, who was probably born in <laughs> the early 2000s. <laughs> I know some nice things, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I know of them. Um, and then another deck that's kind of like got sort of like, uh, you know, treasure <laughs> map ed- edges and kind of brown. <laughs> I, I love this. Insane. I'm obsessed with this contrast. This is so good. Uh, and then the board is just like fairly realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we absolutely nailed the aesthetic. No thinking needed. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a cool treasure scroll. Yes. Love it. Oh, hell yeah. Well, then all that remains, I guess, is for us to like do a kind of summary and then and then hit the, the outros. Um, yeah. Georgia, mm-hmm. do you want to give a... Okay, here we go. Yes, <laughs> I can do this. All right. Um, so we set out today to make a game on the theme of waves. Uh, we discussed what this could mean. And the two big ideas that came out were a kind of like surfing ocean waves thing and the idea of waves of enemies, a game where there's sort of repeated waves of enemies that you have to fight off. So we agreed quite quickly that we liked the idea of a tower defense game. Uh, so we started thinking about what that might mean how you might make it work. We wanted it to be a cooperative game that involved cards. Uh, And we started thinking about a grid. And this is where the theme sort of started to come into its own, which is that (laughs) you are playing as a team of pirates defending your ship from murderous surfers who are coming (laughs) towards you in waves. Um, We had this idea that actions would be drawn from a deck and that you'd pay for them with doubloons. And that at the end of a round, you would also take some kind of betting action that let you increase the number of doubloons you had. But we haven't figured that out quite yet. Um, (laughs) So we talked about different surfers having different strengths, and we agreed that they should be drawn from a randomized deck, but that they should be represented by little standees. Uh, And we came up with some ideas for the kinds of things that you might be able to do we agreed that your ship would have hit points that losing all of the hit points in one area of your ship would be a loss state and that winning would be done by surviving five full rounds uh, and that the number of doubloons you had at the end would determine your pirate rank for extra kind of bonus points uh, we thought that the deck of cards of actions that you can do should have like a wide variety of things at different ranks and different costs but the um, extra doubloons that you earn would go into a sort of central resource, which you can use sort of like, you would have your own doubloons, but then there's also a central resource that you could dip into, but those would also be up for betting. Uh, We then finally decided we had to figure out what was happening with the betting. And what we determined is that at the end of a round, any unspent doubloons would be available for wagering uh, and that you could double those by wagering the hit points of your ship versus a big wave that was coming your way, a literal wave, like an ocean wave, 
which was calculated by rolling dice by the number of surfers left on the board uh, and comparing that to your ship hit points. And if your ship hit points are higher, then you double your money. Finally, we talked about some possible pirate roles and what different pirates on your ship might be able to do, uh, whether that's repairing, bombing, redirecting attackers, buffing other players, copying other players, uh, parlaying so that you can convince surfers to join your side. And then we imagined some enemy surfers, uh, such as a fast one, a heavy one, a dog one, and a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> so you win the game by surviving five rounds where surfers join the board on every player's turn. Uh, you lose the game if you take damage enough damage on one area of your ship to lose an entire stack of hit points. The game is called Hit the Deck. Uh, and the aesthetic is a, a real sort of mashup contrast of super 1990s, slightly bleached out pink, yellow and blue neon surfer culture with a sort of crusty brown treasure map vibe. <laughs> uh, I've got to say this one, I think, is a certified banger. <laughs> How are you feeling, Emily? Um, I love it. Um, I love the description of um it the pirate stuff is crusty. I'm imagining like <laughs> full like primary school, like making this map look old, like yeah. ripping up a bit, doing the tea bag, like standing <laughs> on it. But like Burn, I want it to be real. Just a little bit with help from a responsible yes, adult. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, if you're going to make your own um version of hit the deck, please don't burn anything without the help of a responsible adult. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be held responsible for it if you do. This yeah, has yeah. been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for, <laughs> for joining us today, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. I, I've had a lot of fun. Um, where can the our, our listener find you or support you or such, if anything like <laughs> yeah um i'm on like most social media as um at amal adams i don't really post much unless people want to hear my ace attorney hot takes oh okay we'll, we'll chat we'll chat um, <laughs> um but yeah that's mainly like what i'm at and uh yeah um thank you guys so much for having me this has been so fun uh it, it has was... been the best it was great <laughs> um uh well i'll see you soon Yes. Um, I guess as always just reminding the to I guess check out the blogs um, where I kind of like uh, do like summaries of the different game ideas we come up with episode by episode I'm a little behind at the moment but you can find those at uh, bigcrowgames.co.uk forward slash blog um, and yeah thanks so much Emily thank you so much listener we love you. Um, and we'll come back next time for more Project. <laughs> <Wow. laughs>